Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. God is good, amen? Look at someone next to you and just tell them, God is good. God is good. Amen. So glad to see your faces here today. Uh, how many have survived the rains, the floods, the hail, the lightning, the, I mean the wind? It's been crazy out there and it's good to see all of you surviving that today. We're going to dismiss our kids to Kids Church right now, so give them a big hand right now. We have follow Pastor Anna and they will be blessed. Just a couple of quick reminders on some of these announcements before we go on with the rest of our service. Uh, we are beginning our semester A, what we call semester A, with our Bible studies. Uh, our Zoom Bible study resumes this Wednesday. If you need the link, if you'd like to join us, just see me, text me, and I can send that to you. It's, we're going to begin at 7 o'clock. We're going to try 7. Uh, we were doing it at 6.30 p.m. We'll try 7 for a while, and if we liked 6.30 better, we'll go back to 6.30. But for this week and going forward, we're going to start at 7 p.m., and then secondly, today we're having our uh, growth track class number one. For those that want to be a, become a member of our church, it, it just, um, all it is is just giving you more information about our church, who we are, how we started, and how you can help support the church in terms of your prayers, um, your, your fellowship, and so forth. And that's going to be immediately right after service here in the front building, Anna, my wife's tostadas will be provided. So if you want to become a member and get fed at the same time, say amen. Amen. So join us in that front building if you'd like to do that. I promise you I won't take too much of your time, 35, 40 minutes max, and you'll get to eat. All right? Can't go wrong with that. All right. Well, at this time, uh, before I go into my sermon, what I have to speak and share with you today, um, from time to time, I'll get a call or a text from someone in our church. Hey, Pastor Rick, can, can I tell you what, what happened? Can I share with you what happened? And so I listen intently, and usually it's a, it's a good testimony. And we're going to have one this morning. Um, so I got a call this week from someone, and they were so excited about what happened. And I'm going to this morning or this afternoon uh, give a big hand to Brother Bill Beto as he comes up. He's going to share with you this afternoon. Come on, Bill, tell us. You called me this week. I believe it was Wednesday. No, it was nope. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. I lost um, track. I, I, I got a few gray hairs. I lost track <laughs> of that. So something really amazing happened uh, Thursday. I was heading to work. They're always listening. Just like he is. But um, I was headed to work, and for, for those that don't know, I, do, I work in a psych facility um, treating um, mentally ill patients, getting them rehabilitated to go back into the community. And as always, I get in my truck, and I pray for God's protection to get to work. And for some reason that day, I also prayed for God's protection while I was at work. And so I get to work, and it's just a normal day, and... Did I mention I was, I'm a psych nurse at a, um, did I mention that? <laughs> so everything in our facility is really heavy or it's really light. Well, this guy comes up and he asks for his nicotine gum and the doctor's orders are he can only get it every two hours. 
He was about 30 minutes early. Um, when I told him to come back in about 30 minutes, he got really upset. And he picked up, and I'm going to give you guys the PG-13 version. So he picks up this table that separates our medication room from the hallway, where we usually put our meds and, our, and their drinks so I could take their meds. Well, this guy didn't like the fact that I told him he had to wait. So he picks up that table, and he breaks the top of it off. And he looks down at the piece he was holding, which was about four feet long and about a couple inches thick. And it was a big, heavy board. And he looks down at it, and it's got these four-inch screws sticking out of the, the, the edge of it. And he looks down at it, and he looks at me, and he goes, call the bleeping doctor now. And he lifts it up, and he went to go hit me with it. So first instinct was to back up, because I didn't want to get hit with it. Then I looked, to the, and I couldn't because my desk was right there. And so I looked to the left for something to block it, looked to the you know, right, left, and there was nothing there. The nurse that I was with was just freaking out. She just stood aside and she was just frozen. Um, my second thought was just to go ahead and run into him, tackle him, because I wanted to get you know, either away from the uh, board or really close so he, you know, minimize damage. Well. As I took a step forward, something held me back. And I just froze. And I said, put the board down. And the guy went from rage and hate to just peace. And he put the board down. And he walked off. 10 minutes later, he came back with tears in his eyes. And he said, Bill, I'm sorry. That wasn't me. And at that point, I realized that the Holy Spirit stopped me from going in and spoke through me. And when he spoke through me, that guy felt it. He felt the Holy Spirit. And he had tears in his eyes, and he said, I, I just want to apologize. I told him there's no need to apologize. Um, I understood what he was going through. And, and he went to go give me a handshake, and we fit, actually fist bumped. But he cried, and he walked off. And the rest of my day went peaceful. And I got in a truck and thought about how seriously I could have been hurt, and how the Holy Spirit spoke through me and touched somebody else. And so my message to you guys is always praise, pray, because God's always listening, and he's always there for us. And that's it. Thank you. Amen. Give him a big hand. Thank you, brother. The power of prayer, and know this, that he is watching over us, amen? Uh, that could have been, turned out to be much worse, but thank God it wasn't. Just a reminder that when you begin your day, Lord, protect me, protect my family. The minute I walk out of my house, protect me in my car, wherever I go, watch over me, amen? How many do that every day? If you're, if you're not doing that already, you should be doing that, because we live in a world that None of us are promised tomorrow. It could have ended very tragically for Bill, but it didn't. Thank, thank the Lord. Amen? So we just wanted to share that. And, you know, while, while we're on that, if anybody else has experienced something this week that they'd like to share, um, it's always a good opportunity to come up and share. So if anybody wants to share something, I'll, I'll give you that opportunity. Come on up. Give a big hand to Brother Victor. Come on up, Victor. Tell us what the Lord's done. 
a little nervous, so please forgive me. Um, every day, almost every day I pray, God, use me as a tool for you. Be a blessing to somebody, do something, um, allow me to, that you can glorify your name in me. And um, a few times, um, there's, we have some single people at work, I'll take extra burritos, breakfast burritos, and I'll, hey, here you go, it's like, oh man, I didn't have anything. So you kind of know. Um, this morning I was praying, uh, <clears throat> had to go to the, to the bank uh, to get some money for the, for the church. And I was praying, it's like, God, I want to be a blessing to somebody today. Show me what you want me to do. Guide me. So um, where the bank's at, it's in a, I, I live in Fairfield, really nice area. They don't have, um, uh, it's controlled. There's not a lot of homeless people. So, it, it, you know, so I, I get up there. God goes, there's going to be a homeless lady there. Give her some money. I looked, I said, um, okay, and just so you know, I, I, you know, I've been going through some financial situations, but I said, God, you know what, that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. I get up there, I look, and sure enough, there's a homeless person. I said, okay. Get the money, I go over there, and there was nobody there. I said, okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? What, what's my next step? So I start backing out, I look up, another homeless went over there, hey, excuse me. Sure enough, lady comes out. I go, here, this is for you. God spoke to me. She goes, God bless you. goes, I needed this. I said, all right. Got in my car. I felt like I was walking on water. It was like, it was the best feeling. It was like, thank you, God, just for being used. Somebody like me that God can use me. And I thought, you know what? I just, I, I have to share that with people to tell them God, God can use anybody. Amen. And, and I feel really good about it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else have... A something they want to share before we go on you know that's the importance of obedience isn't it just being obedient god can use anybody it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or a leader in the church god can use anybody here as long as you want to be a willing vessel amen because there's people all around us that need your help they need prayer they need encouragement they need direction so the next thing you should do tomorrow morning when you wake up is just say lord Put someone in my path that needs your help, whether that's just a word of encouragement. It could be monetarily. It could be just, uh, just a, a simple word. God will use you and will put people in your path. I see that happen all the time in my life when I ask them that. Amen. Well, we're going to continue again in this series, which, which we started at the beginning of the year, which is a new year, a new vision. And this week I've titled this, and it's going to be brief today, only because we've got that class going afterwards, so I'm, I'm promising you I'm not going to keep you here for a long time, but um, first of all, we ended our fast yesterday. For those that have joined us for those two weeks of fasting, we started and we were fasting for 14 days, prayer and fasting. That ended officially yesterday, so today you're back on whatever you were before, if you want to. Amen? For me, it's coffee and some sweets and uh, sugars and all the things I was abstaining from. Coffee tasted okay this morning, but uh, I, I was a two-cup-of-coffee coffee guy a day, at least, and to give it up at first was a sacrifice. That was one of the things I was sacrificing, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to jump back in it. But uh, we're going to continue this, this afternoon, and I've titled this, A New Year, New Vision of the Kingdom of God. And I believe, as I mentioned last week, every, every one of us should have as a desire a deeper walk with the Lord. 
you don't come to church just because you want to be in here. You could have stayed home in your pajamas in a nice comfortable bed today, most of you. You could have stayed home watching TV. You could have gone out to breakfast or lunch and uh, rather you came here. It's intentional because I believe every one of you want to grow in your relationship with the Lord. But as you know, hard work like that comes with a sacrifice. We sacrifice the future, or excuse me, the present for the future. I said something last week, and I'll say it again. If you want a better future, you must disturb the present. If you want a better future, you must disturb the present. What that means is, if you keep doing the same things over and over again, you're going to get the same results. Anybody follow me? And that's, that's exactly how a lot of people live their life. They, they come into 2023 thinking, I'm going to do it differently, but yet they go back to the same old habits, the same old thing, the same old life, and they expect different results. It doesn't work that way. You have to disturb the present. You have to make changes now in order to reap the benefits in the future. Amen? And so uh, here's the thing. God has given each of you this, this vision and a life for, for your purpose. And, and some of us, like it took me years to the fact that he wanted me to be a pastor. And finally, when I listened to that voice, I said, okay, I get it, Lord. I get it. And I could see all the goodness of of God's miracles in, in my life. But you can't fulfill that vision until you start disturbing that present to reap the benefits for the future. That's all of us here today. And so while we're still fresh in this new year, I don't know about you, but every new year there's always the excitement of new possibilities, of new ideas, of new things that you want to accomplish maybe places you want to go to, uh, a new place to move to, a uh, new vehicle that you want to get. There's things that you want to accomplish. For some of us, it's just, I hope I wake up tomorrow, you know, and that could be a great thing, amen? And, and, and that's the excitement that we all have fresh in our minds. But hopefully, all of us have the excitement of also plugging in spiritually this year like never before. At the back connection table, I have those handouts to read through the Bible in a year. I've done it for well over almost 30 years now. And if there's a, there's a simple page there, there's scriptures that if you read those every day, it takes 10 to 15 minutes out of your day. That's like, what, four or five TikTok videos for everybody? I mean, you can go through that really quick every day. If you do that, you'll have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one year. And, and that's what would encourage each of you to develop a habit of reading the Bible. Now, why, you ask, why should I read the Bible every day? Because that's the only way you're going to get to know our Lord and Savior. Through, through services like this, but also through His Word. His written word was, was a testament. It was a living will left to each of us so that we could discover who he is. And that's why he left it for each of us. And here's what I want to concentrate on today, that to read the Bible is really to read about a vision that is just greater than a person or a place. It's really to read the story of the kingdom of God. 
And today I want to speak to you because there's two, two uh, terms that we hear that uh, placed in uh, the kingdom of God here on this earth, that, that the Lord Jesus was going to bring the kingdom of God here to this earth, but there's also the kingdom of God in heaven. And that's really what I want to speak on today, the kingdom of God in heaven. So again, I've titled this New Year, New Vision of the Kingdom of God. And I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians. This is going to be our sermon text for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 20. And Paul the Apostle, who wrote half of the New Testament, here is writing in this, starting in verse 20, where he said, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. Verse 22, For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. Amen. Let, let's pray right now. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing one more time, Father, today that you would give us ears to hear your word, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and illuminate your word. And Father, that we would draw closer to you and your kingdom. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, the, the scriptures we just read really encapsulate um, the, the gospel of the New Testament. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. Here Paul is talking about that, that we will soon be with Christ. Amen. But there must be a death. There must be a burial. There must be a resurrection. That is the gospel. Amen. But to understand the Gospels or to understand the Exodus the, in the Old Testament, the time of Moses leading the people out of Egypt, or to understand the Psalms or Ezekiel or any of the books of the Bible, we must read the Bible. You will never have a good understanding if all you do is just come to church and listen to the sermon. The sermons are great. I don't want to get you going in the wrong direction, but you have to develop a personal relationship with God with His Word. We must get in the Word. Amen? Now, how many people have ever heard this, this term? Because I've heard this a long time, but when I first got saved, I heard this term. It said something like this, that beware that you become so heavenly minded that you become no earthly good. Anybody ever heard that term? That it's a worry almost as a young believer, possibly, that, oh, well, I don't want to get too involved because I'm going to be so spiritually minded that I'm not going to be any good here on this earth or of no value because all I'll be thinking about is, 
is the things of God and, and the things of my church and heaven and so forth. Let me just tell you right now, that's, that's nonsense. Anything that will draw you closer to God is a good thing. Amen? Anything that draws you closer to God is a good thing. Now, the truth about the kingdom of God is that you'll find in, his, in history that most of the believers that were heavenly-minded are the ones that did the most good in our lifetime. When I think of people like Billy Graham in our generation, those that heard Billy Graham, he did wonderful things. He was heavenly-minded. I don't ever hear of him you know, going golfing or hunting or any of those things. All I ever heard about Billy Graham was he had a crusade and he spoke to 80,000 people here, 100,000 people there. That's all I ever hear about people like that. Or, or the martyrs, the apostles in the early church that gave their all for the kingdom of God or the teachers of the Bible of the past, Wesley, Wycliffe, Spurgeon, Calvin, and so forth and so on. There's so many that gave their all because they were heavenly-minded. Amen? There are books that are written by people that were heavenly-minded. And all of these people left their mark on earth. How many want to leave their mark on earth? How many want to have someone say, I remember that person. I remember Bill. I remember Victor because of this, because they encouraged me, because they said these words to me and so forth. That should be all of us. We may not write a book or we may not write something that will capture your attention in the church setting, but we can make a difference to one another. Amen? We can be encouragement to one another if we're heaven-minded. And this is where I believe the modern-day church falls short. I believe that our modern-day church, I'm not just talking about our church, I'm talking about the church at whole, at large. I believe that the modern-day believers have largely ceased to think of the next world and have become ineffective in this world. Because we're not heavenly-minded anymore. We're so worried about our comfort. We're so worried about all the things that, that pertain to us that we forget about why we're here. You and I were put here to give glory to God, to worship Him. And in that process, He wants you to draw closer to Him, to make an impact in this world. Amen? So, so today, I want to challenge each of you, including myself, to focus less on this world and begin to focus more on the kingdom of God, on heaven. Amen? Because here's the, here's the truth. Today, January 15th, you are one day closer to eternity. And now you can deny that all you want, but that's the truth for all of us. We are one day closer to our eternity. And you might as well start making friends with it right now. Amen? You might as well start realizing that one day I will spend eternity. And uh, I want you to spend it in the kingdom of God. So my first point I want you to look at is that the kingdom of God is a vision that is out of this world. There's, it's out of this world. You know, there's, there's something that I've heard said and you've heard said as well, that the greatest sin a preacher can make is to make the Bible boring. The Bible is not boring, amen? If you read the stories of the Bible, I, I think of the Apostle Paul who wrote this chapter of Corinthians. When I think of his life 
formerly known as Saul, everybody say Saul, who became Paul. He had a conversion experience in, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 9, where he was converted. Saul, in his previous life, everybody say previous life, because we all had one. I just want to remind you of that right now. He used to kill Christians. He used to murder them. And now he has this conversion experience where God turns his world upside down. And the scriptures even say this about us, not just Paul, but the scriptures say, such were some of you, where it goes on to say about drunkards, about uh, murderers, and on and on and on. The Bible says, such were some of you. That's right. That was in the past. In the past, it's under the blood. You've been forgiven. God is good. Amen? Can I get an amen on that one? If I don't get an amen on that one, I've lost you. <laughs> but here's the truth. The Bible is filled with stories that come alive as you read it. I love reading the book of Acts or um, the book of Exodus to see and read about the miracles that took place with Moses and, and going back to the Pharaoh but you'll never know these stories in depth unless you get in there and read them. And then they become alive in your spirit and they challenge your faith to grow. They challenge your faith to say, well, if he did it for him, he can do it for me. Amen? And that's why we have scriptures like Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's to encourage your faith to grow. Amen? So, again, getting back to this, if a preacher, a pastor, is just simply unleashing the truth of the Word of God, you will come face to face with the most passionate God that ever lived, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen? If the truth of God, the truth of the Word, is ingrained into your spirit and into your soul but it takes reading that word it takes setting aside a quiet time you alone turning your phone off turning your tv off turning your radio off and just getting you and alone with god and the word of god you need to do that in order to grow 10 15 minutes of your day every day and you can read the entire bible in one year that should be a goal for all of us to read that bible to get to know the lord and here in this, in this scripture, Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians because Paul longed to be with Christ. He was looking forward to one day being caught up in the air with him. He didn't know when he was going to die. He thought, one day I'll be caught up with him in heaven. One day I'm going to see him face to face. One day my eyes will behold all the glory of God. He was looking forward to that. And I hope that nobody here is so caught up in their creature comforts, in their lifestyle, that you're saying, no, Lord, I, I, I like it here. I'm comfortable here. Uh, I'd rather be here. Um, you're sadly mistaken. Can I just remind you that the asphalt up in heaven is made of gold? The streets of, in heaven are made of gold, amen? And, and it's such a much better place for you and I. Everything will be perfect God's love will be all around you. There will be no more tears, no more hurt, no more pain, no more disappointment, no more physical ailments, no more diabetes, insulin injections, no more of any of that. Healed forever, amen? That's a wonderful place to think about, to, 
to think and set your mind on. In, in fact, Paul had a vision of the growing kingdom of God, and he was part of it in, in penning, writing half of the New Testament. He had this vision of the kingdom of God in his mind, what God had revealed to him. And in doing so, he was a greater, he w- there was something greater in him than what was being done at that moment. You see, we're still reading these stories that he penned 2,000 years later. They're still giving us encouragement and faith 2,000 years later. He affected the kingdom of God because he was heavenly-minded. Let me read another scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 28. Verse 28, which I believe we already have read, but it says this, When he had done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. It's talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, that the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. See, Jesus came to conquer death so that you and I can have an eternity, a future, each one of you here today. That was part of his mission. His mission, Jesus' ministry, only lasted three years. There are some of you here that are older than 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, some approaching 90 here. Jesus Christ was only on this earth, they say, till about the age of 33. Yet they were the most impactful years of anybody. Three-year ministry. You see, a truly great vision must be a vision that is out of this world, that's heavenly. For only that vision, a vision that is greater than us, should occupy our minds and our thoughts and our dreams in our ministry. Each of you here have a ministry. What do I mean by that? Each of you reach a circle of people that Pastor Rick can't, and that's your ministry. Who is in your circle of friends, of life? That's your ministry as you reach out to them. That is ministry. And God has given each of you a vision and a purpose to reach those in your circle. You have great influence in their life. Just like Bill, we heard in those words, had great influence upon that man that wanted to bring hurt to him. And instead, the Holy Spirit used that moment. Amen? So again, we, we've been given a great vision for the kingdom of heaven. The second thing I would tell you today is that the kingdom of God is a vision that must be your burden here and now. What do I mean by that? Well, we all, as believers, know that one day our hope is that we will be with Christ in heaven. That that is our hope and desire. But as I mentioned last week, you have to have a burden, not just for yourself, but for everybody in this room and beyond, that they would also be there. When you look at your family members, when you look at your friends, do you just think to yourself, well, I know I'm going to heaven and I'm not worried about them. God forbid that that's your thought. Your thought should be, I want them to make it. I want her to make it. I want him to make it. Amen? You should be burdened with that thought. And that comes from the Holy Spirit birthing that in you. 
speaking to you to pray for that person, to pray for their soul, to pray for that one to come to Christ. Amen? How many, let me just ask you this, how many have that hope that one day you'll be in heaven? Raise your hand if that's your hope today. And that should be every hand going to, otherwise we're going to form a line right here and I'm going to lay hands on you. So that's all of us here today. That's a, it's a no-brainer. All of us have that hope. But here's the thing. Then we must begin living like it. We, li- we must live like it. Because those friends, that circle of influence, those relatives that are watching you are looking to see how real is your faith. You say, you say all this, but how real are you walking it? Amen? And that's the challenge to each of us as God gives you the strength. And let me just preface that by saying, none of you are perfect. I'm not perfect. You will fail. You will have a bad day. Amen? You will have bad days. But thank God that he loves you. Amen? Thank God that he says, I forgive you, child. I forgive you, son. I forgive you, daughter. You're my child. I know you're not perfect. The only one that was perfect was Jesus Christ. Amen. So this new year, let us have a new of the kingdom of God. Let us put our eyes on heaven above and take our eyes off of this world that is such a mess. Every time you read the news, every time you hear about politics, every time you go to Walmart, it's just a mess. And and let's take our eyes off of it and put it on heaven above. Amen? Because here's what I'll tell you. Psalm chapter 84 and verse 1. Listen to this. And I want you to think about heaven, the kingdom of God. Psalm 84 and verse 1. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. I don't know where you've been. Maybe some of you have been to vacation resorts. Maybe some of you have been and seen sunsets and sunrises that you thought there's nothing more beautiful than that. Well, let me just tell you, heaven is going to blow that out of the water. Heaven is going to amaze you one day. Amen? Psalm 84 and verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in the Lord's courts than a thousand elsewhere. You cannot go wrong when you begin to focus on heaven, on the kingdom of God, rather than this earth. This earth is temporal. It's going to be over. It's going to finish. I thank God that my sister, at her age, at 59, knew God Almighty, and now she is celebrating with the Lord in heaven because she knew what she should focus on, and that was God above. Amen? And each of you have that same promise. Lord, help us to capture a vision of heaven, of the kingdom of God like never before this year, while it's still fresh, this new year. Amen? And Lord, help us to become burdened for those souls around us, for those that we come in contact with every day, those that your neighbors, those that you may be living with, rooming with, those that you may work with. Let us have a burden for those people that we can share 
And, and what I mean by sharing is just telling them something as simple as this. Can I tell you what God's done for you in my life? Can I tell you what God's done for me for in my life? You don't have to fill them up with scriptures. You don't have to tell them from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. Just tell them how good God has been to you. Amen? And that's what they want to hear. They want to hear life transformation. They want to know that this God is real and can trans transform their life just like he did yours. Amen? So, Lord, help us to become burdened for these people. So let's, church, pray for them. Intercede for them. When you get alone and you're praying and people's faces come to your mind, that's not by accident. God places those people so that you can pray for them, so that you might be encouragement to them. You might pick up the phone and just say a word of encouragement to them. You never know in this world, in this day and age, who needs to hear your voice. Who needs to hear a word of encouragement because they're about to give up on life. They're about to go do something dumb. They're about to go do something they'll regret. And you stepped in right at that time because you were used by God. Amen? Let us pray for this, Lord, and let us intercede for them. These are souls that will face an eternity. Just like you and I, we will face an eternity with God. Eternity, say that word with me. It's forever and ever. It's not 60 years, it's not 70, it's not 80, it's not 100. It's forever, eternity. And in closing today, this year, that's what I'm praying for for each of you, that you will capture that vision this new year of the kingdom of God in a new perspective, that you'll see it with eyes that God wants you to see it with. As I invite Bianca to come on up, may you begin to have dreams of the kingdom of God. You know, last week, Bianca got up here and shared about how God had spoken to her. And I believe God speaks to different ones, different people in our church. And he'll give you dreams and he'll give you visions and, and so I would ask you, ask the Lord to speak, to give you dreams about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of God, what that might look like. Oh, I can only tell you that it's going to be someplace beautiful, someplace that your eyes have never beheld before, something that you've never seen before. It's going to be so great. May you have dreams like never before and realize the grand God his greatness. And secondly, the thing I pray for is that you capture the burden for those around you. I can't emphasize about capturing a burden for those around you. Oh, but Pastor Rick, they're mean to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know who Bill's praying for more than ever? Is that man at work. He's praying for him more than ever. He didn't say that, but I know that. He's praying for him more than ever. There might be somebody in your life that you need to be praying for more intently than ever because God has given you that burden. Whether it be a family friend, co-workers that don't know the Lord. Give us a vision, Lord, so that we can see heaven and see them in heaven as well. This new year, new vision of the kingdom of God in heaven.
preaching and teaching that Christ is Lord, preaching and teaching that there was a death, a burial, and resurrection. And that's what's given me life, eternal life now, because I've placed my confidence, my, my spirit, my soul, everything in the Lord Jesus. Amen. I've asked him to fill my life. I've repented of my sins. He's forgiven me. He's come into my life and he's transformed me. He's made me a new creation. I am no longer the old creation. I am new and walking with him every day. Amen. And here, I'll just share with you what I'm sure is your greatest desire. Just as I touched on last week, that when I first became a believer, I prayed. I was the first person in my family that got saved. And I started sharing with my mom and dad. They weren't even saved at that time. And I prayed for them because they, it was burdened in my soul. They were, they were burdened to me. I had to pray for them, for my sisters, Irene and Yolanda and my brother Reuben. And, and they all, in their own way, in their own time frame, develop that intimate relationship with Christ. I'm talking about born-again experience, knowing who your God is, knowing God. And so my greatest desire, not only at that time was for them, but today it's for my daughters Raquel, Bianca, Elizabeth, my wife Anna, that one day we will meet up in heaven. We may be caught up in the air, as the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, to be forever with the Lord. I pray for that. And I know that's your greatest desire as well, for those listening to my voice, that your loved ones would also be there. So here's what I'm encouraging today, encouraging you. Be there. Amen? Be there. And I want you to pray for those people that you know so that they will be there as well. Can I get an amen? Let's stand as we close. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the kingdom of God, Lord, which is here in this place. Lord, you said that you were bringing the kingdom of God here to this earth in Jesus but Lord, yet there's a kingdom of God in heaven that awaits us one day where we'll, we will all be citizens of the kingdom of God. And that is what I'm talking about today. Let us capture that vision like never before. Let us be burdened for the souls around us like never before. Father, that not only I would be there, but that they would be there. That their lives would be transformed and instead of filled with regret, and anxiety and ailments and all the things that beset us here on this earth, that they would be filled with a new life, a life filled with peace, with comfort, with joy, and all the fruit of the Spirit that you promise us, Lord. We can have that here on this earth, but it starts with a relationship with you, Father. So I pray that today. I pray, Lord, that today, if you're speaking to someone in particular and you're reminding them to come home to be with you, that they got to give it up. Quit doing their thing and give it all to you. If you're speaking to anybody here today, if that's you here today with everybody's heads 
bowed, just raise your hand so I can pray for you. That's you here today. I see your hands. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. And I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to say this prayer out loud with me, if you would, especially those that raise their hands. There's something about just recommitting your life to the Lord that there's power in that. So let's, let's pray this right now and just say this prayer and mean it with your own heart, with your spirit as we say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I need you today. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. That's all of my wrongdoings, my lies, my cheating, everything. Lord, I receive your forgiveness today. I am a new creation today because of your forgiveness. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, just know that God is working on your heart. God is challenging you to grow. God doesn't want to just leave you where you're at. He wants to encourage you to grow. He's always taking you on this kind of a incline. He wants you to grow. He doesn't want you to stay where you're at. So I encourage you, pray and seek him like never before. It just takes a few minutes of your day. God bless you. One more time, raise your hands as I pray the blessing over you today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. And I can hear the rain out there, so take your time in leaving. And for those that would want to become a member of our church, we're having that right next door in the next building. Um, just come and join us. We're going to have food. And um, I encourage you to come and join us. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.